Hello friends, here I am again with the new chapter from the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, if you remember, last time we had uh, the second chapter uh, from the book which was Make Daily Choices, The Power of Choice. Now, what we are reading is uh, the 10 steps as a process to develop your God-given powers, powers over which only you have control, right? So we already had been to uh, the step one, which was find a reason greater than reality. And last time we had chapter two, which was make daily choices. And now today we are on the chapter three, which is choose friends carefully, uh, the power of association. Okay, actually today I think I'm gonna go for chapter 3 and 4 because they're not bad uh, long enough. So I think we can cover both of them, right? So let's start it. First of all, I did not choose my friends by their financial statements. I have friends who have actually taken a wall of poverty as well as friends who earn millions every year. The point is that I learn from all of them. Now I will admit that there are people I have actually sought out because they had money. But I was not after their money, I was seeking their knowledge. In some cases, these people who had money have become dear friends. I have noticed that my friends with money talk about money. They don't do it to brag, they're interested in the subject, so I learn from them, and they learn from me. My friends who are in dire financial straits do not like talking about money, business, or investing. They often think it rude or unintellectual. So I also learn from my friends who struggle financially. I find out what not to do. I have several friends who have generated over a billion dollars in their short lifetimes. The three of them report the same phenomenon. Their friends who have no money have never come to them to ask them how they did it. But they do come asking for one of two things or both, a loan or a job. Warning. Don't listen to poor or frightened people. I have such friends and while I love them dearly, they are the chicken little of life. To them, when it comes to money, especially investments, it's always the sky is falling. The sky is falling. They can always tell you why something won't work. The problem is that people listen to them. But people who blindly accept doom and gloom information are also chicken littles. As that old saying goes, birds of a feather flock together. If you watch business channels on TV, they often have a panel of so-called experts. One expert will say the market is going to crash and the other will say it's going to bloom. If you're smart, you listen to both. Keep your mind open because both have valid points. Unfortunately, most poor people listen to Chicken Little. I have had many close friends try to talk me out of a deal or an investment. Not long ago, 
A friend told me he was excited because he found a six-person certificate of deposit. I told him I earned 16% from the state government. The next day he sent me an article about why my investment was dangerous. I have received 16% for years now and he still receives 6%. I would say that one of the hardest things about wealth building is to be true to yourself and to be willing to not go along with the crowd. This is because in the market, it is usually the crowd that shows up late, that is slaughtered. If a great deal is on the front page, it's too late in most instances. Look for a new deal, as we used to say as surfers. There is always another wave. People who hurry and catch a wave late usually are the ones who wiped out. Smart investors don't time the markets. If they miss a wave, they search for the next one and get themselves in position. This is hard for most investors because buying what is not popular is frightening. Timid investors are like sip going along with the crowd, or that greed gets them in when wise investors have already taken their profits and moved on. Wise investors buy an investment when it's not popular. They know their profits are made when they buy, not when they sell. They wait patiently. As I said, they do not time the market. Just like a surfer, they get in position for the next big swell. It's all insider trading. There are forms of insider trading that are illegal and there are forms of insider trading that are legal. But either way, it's insider trading. The only distinction is how far away from the inside are you. The reason you want to have rich friends is because that is where the money is made. It's made on information. You want to hear about the next boom, get in and get out before the next burst. I'm not saying do it illegally, but the sooner you know, the better your chances are for profits with minimum risk. That is what friends are for, and that is financial intelligence. Okay, so that was chapter 3. So in this chapter, I think Arthur tries to tell us that choose a friend wisely, right? Uh, the saying there is also one uh, saying that goes if you be with the people if you be with the five people who are fat then eventually you are gonna be the sixth one who is fat right and if you are gonna be the five people who are fit and going to gym every day eventually you're gonna be the sixth one to be fit and going to the gym so that is what all about right your company and uh, the people that you are hanging around so in investment world you should make a friends who are in interested in investment and uh, uh, who are doing it on a daily basis right so that's how you get information from that anyway so let's go on the chapter four which is master a formula and then learn a new one the power of learning quickly okay 
here it goes. In order to make bread, every baker follows a recipe, even if it's only held in their mind. The same is true for making money. Most of us have heard the saying, you are what you eat. I have a different slant. I say, you become what you study. In other words, be careful what you learn, because your mind is so powerful that you become what you put in your head. For example, if you study cooking, you then tend to cook. If you don't want to be cook anymore, then you need to study something else. When it comes to money, the masses generally have one basic formula they learned in school and it's this, work for money. The predominant formula I see in the world is that every day millions of people get up, go to work, earn money, pay bills, balance checkbooks, buy some mutual funds and go back to work. That is the basic formula or recipe. If you are tired of what you are doing or you are not making enough, it's simply a case of changing the formula by which you make money. Years ago when I was 26, I took a weekend class called How to Buy Real Estate Foreclosures. I learned the formula. The next trick was to have the discipline to actually put into action uh, what I had learned. That is where most people stop. For three years, while working for Xerox, I spent my spare time learning to master the art of buying foreclosures. I have made several million dollars using that formula. So after I mastered that formula, I went in search of other formulas. For many of the classes, I did not directly use the information I learned, but I always learned something new. I have attended classes design designed for derivatives traders, commodity option traders, and uh, chaologists. I was way out of my league, being in a room full of people with doctorates in nuclear physics and space science. Yet I learned a lot that made my stock and real estate investing more meaningful and lucrative. Most junior colleges and community colleges have classes on financial planning and buying traditional investments. They are good places to start, but I always search for a faster formula. That is why, on a fairly regular basis, I make more in a day than many people will make in their lifetime. Another side note. In today's fast-changing world, it's not so much what you know anymore that counts. Because often, what you know is old. It is how fast you learn. That skill is priceless. It's priceless in finding faster formulas, recipes, if you will, for making dough. Working hard for money is an old formula born in the day of cavemen. Okay, guys, so this was the chapter 4 that I just read out. Uh, it was master a formula and then learn a new. This is the same thing that I was talking to you guys when we were on the chapter 2, I think, that... Uh, when you learn something, you have to put that thing into practice, right? You have to put that thing into the action. So, 
after learning when you put that into the action sometimes you fail and sometimes you get what you want but if you fail then you learn right so this is the exact thing that uh, author has said over here that uh, learning something and then uh, putting that learn thing into the practice right so yeah this is it I think uh, master the formula uh, learn something new and then put that into practice and uh, then learn something new again right so keep learning guys anyway so now next time what I'm gonna do is uh, we are gonna go on the chapter 5 uh, which is actually the step 5 which is pay yourself first the power of self-discipline uh, the pay yourself first is actually uh, the advice that the author has got uh, from the rich dad right if you have uh, read the book then in the earlier uh, stages uh, the rich dad uh, gave, gave the advice to the author uh, that pay yourself first right and then after you pay uh, uh, to your uh, to the government or to the taxes or uh, your bills and all those things but you have to first pay yourself so that's all for today guys i hope you learned something from this one so we will talk about the another chapters uh, on the coming days so stay tuned guys have a nice day and have a productive day see you all later on